hard-hitting questions coming out of yesterday. You know, I think one of them was uh, whether or not the horns down is going to be 15-yard penalty uh, in the SEC in the future. That it was very important to finish uh, and to collect the trophy and to win 10 games and win a game on New Year's Day and all those things. And uh, believe me, we had a great belief in our locker room. We didn't have to do anything special, just be us. I was so proud of this team. We had so much fun, it ought to be illegal. I said in my press conference back in December that I didn't feel like there was anything at South Carolina that we lacked to be a championship program, that we had everything that we needed. I am even more convinced of that now after being there for seven months. So there's a report in the Houston Chronicle that, that Texas and Oklahoma are inquiring about joining the SEC. <laughs> I bet they would. <laughs> War Eagle. Feels good to say that. All right. <clears throat> I didn't even remember that 12 years ago, but now that you say that, because I believe there was something about someone didn't have Tebow first team all SEC. And as usual, I was accused of that. So <laughs> I brought my ballot to, to show everyone, to show Urban. Um, so. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State. Ooh, welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Heading into this weekend. Sounds like you've getting the party started already. How you doing, brother? Oh, doing good. Doing good, brother. Um, uh, work today. So uh, we're up here in the Pigeon Forge area. So just letting you, you know, if anybody doesn't know, in East Tennessee, we've got us a little, little wildfire brewing. So we just want to keep those family members in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, – it's been a kind of a wild week. It's you know because it's an eerie similarity to to the big Gatlinburg fire we had uh, a few years back. Yeah. So you know that's just kind of the the you know I don't want to bring everybody down, but that's just kind of been on my mind here the last couple of days. But uh, I, I think we're going to get this one. I don't think it's going to be near as bad, and uh, and I haven't heard of any fatalities, so that's always good. But you know, uh, other than that, Mike, you know, it's been pretty quiet over here in East Tennessee, Was man. it pretty smoky up there? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's why – no, I'm just – <laughs> you're baiting me, Mike. I about said Smoky <laughs> Mountains, and then here I was being all serious, and you just turned it on me. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it, is, it has been very smoky. We went through Pigeon Forge. Uh, I work in Gatlinburg, and uh, uh, I was going through Pigeon Forge earlier, and you could tell – uh, the smoke's coming off. You can't you couldn't really see uh, a lot in the morning when I was going up there, but they the things you know it's just been so windy and dry. We had a little bit of rain last night. Hopefully that helped. Uh, but you know it's a it's a it's a fight, man, and uh, it's it's part of part of nature. I mean, this is kind of what you sign up for when you build houses in the woods. So um, we just hope nobody nobody gets hurt. You know. Yeah, no doubt. So be careful out there, fans out there in East Tennessee. We'll be thinking about you this weekend, but Shane, let's get people's minds off the rough stuff. Let's maybe have a little bit of fun here. Yeah. Heading into the weekend. Am I? <laughs> and 
we I'm about to open up another <laughs> beer. We'll keep this up. Yeah, huh? sorry about that. Usually you're the one bringing us down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Now let's just flip the coin here. Let's get to let's get to some good news in college football. Yeah, no doubt, Shane. We, I had an idea that we're going to be able to touch on all 14 SEC teams like we love to do. But before we get to that, just real quick, you know, I just thought this clip was fantastic. From uh, Bussin' with the Boys, it's the, if you don't know, the Barstool Sports Podcast, Will Compton over there interviewing Florida legend Fred Taylor. Was he almost mm-hmm. Georgia legend Fred Taylor? Let's kick it over to uh, Bussin' and, Bussin and the Boys. Why, or is it Bussin' with the Boys? I think it's Bussin' with the Boys. Bussin' with the Boys. Nailed it. So I heard, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard that Georgia left a duffel bag of thirty thousand dollars. I heard it was fifty. Fifty thousand. I heard it was fifty. Either way, you can correct us, but they left you a duffel bag to sign with them over Florida. You ended up choosing Florida and kept the duffel bag. <laughs> it wasn't a duffel bag. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. amazing, but it was a, it was a it was a gang of cash, man, and uh Hey, thirty or fifty. It it was up there. It was it was it was. He closer might have had another 50. zero. Closer to fifty. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was closer to fifty. Uh, and those was the days, man. It was the days I would just go over to this guy's place and say, "Hey, I'm 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 in West Palm. I'm visiting my mom. Ah, come by my place. Thousand, fifteen, three grand. Every time I went over, and I went over three, four times. <laughs> All right, Shane. So how about it? I mean, NIL is going to ruin college football. I mean, this these kind of shenanigans has been happening. Like you said, as long as the sports existed. And when I saw this clip, Shane, first thing that came right to my mind is this was real life blue chips here. Oh, yeah, exactly. He said it was closer to 50. It makes you wonder exactly how much money Fred Taylor made in college football, you know. And I'm sure there's a couple of Georgia boosters that when they see that name, they, they have flashbacks to all the money they lost, you know. So, you talk about heating up that rivalry, man. You talk about paying a man just to go to another school and whoop you. So, uh, no, that – that you know, this stuff's going on. That's, that's like you said. This NIL, everybody wants to say, oh, my God, it's changing the college football. You think they haven't been handing out money for years? I mean, yeah, it was it was a little less obvious back in the day, you know. So, right. or a little more obvious back in the day. He said it wasn't duffel bags, so maybe it was a one of the McDonald's bags down there in Georgia. <laughs> but man, Fred Taylor had some money when he hit the campus. Yeah, no doubt, Shane. Well, on with the show topic for today. Like I said, we're going to hit on all fourteen SEC teams, and here was my idea for the segment here, Shane. And I want mm-hmm. I want to explain it because I feel like I throw these at you. And then oftentimes we get about halfway through and that's about how long it takes you to figure out what we're doing here. But uh, (laughs) one, the game, one game on each team schedule Mm -hmm. that the coach most needs to win. And I realize there's coaches like Nick Saban and Kirby smart. Hell, they're nowhere near the hot seat. Mm -hmm. I'm not sitting here saying that if they lose this game, they're going to get fired, but there's some of these coaches on this list. That may be the case for Shane. They drop their this big game. You know they're, they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. But so look at it that way. But also you can look at it like which win or loss would get the fan base more fired up for the program for the coach. Give them some goodwill, if you will. Yeah. And if you lose the game, oh man, then the fans are going to be kind of <laughs> heated on you. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yes, yes. So, uh, so just again, the way I was looking at this, and correct me if I was wrong, just like must must have games. That there's there's some games like, you know, you can't look at at, at uh, you know Vanderbilt schedule and say, well, they got to beat Georgia, you know, right. or something like that. I mean, that's that's not what we're saying here. What we're saying is that you know when you're looking at the body of work that's going to be put in this season. There's a couple of games that really stand out that you know that your fan base and your coach need. Uh, that's the way I looked at it. Yeah, and one other thing, Shane, I'm not including bowl games, not including SEC mm-hmm. championship. I'm just counting the games that are officially on the schedule that we know are going to be played in the fall. So yep. uh, you ready to do it? Let's do it. Well, let's start here, Shane, in the uh, SEC West. Just going in alphabetical order here, but let's start with Alabama. And, of course, like I said, Nick Saban is on the coolest of <laughs> thrones here. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, what game What game does Nick Saban have to win, Mike, to keep his job? <laughs> and I think even for Nick Saban, I think it's an easy one to pinpoint. And for me, Shane, it's October 8th at home, Texas A&M. Yeah. And it's for a multiple, multiple reasons, of course. Lost to Texas A&M last season. You – just saw Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies sign what they're calling the greatest recruiting class of all time. There's mm-hmm. momentum being built there in College Station. Clearly, uh, Texas A&M and their boosters are fully bought in on the NIL and everything going forward with that. So I don't think the Aggies are going anywhere. I think it's important that Alabama you know, gets them back and, and remains dominant in the SEC West. Yeah. Because if you lose to Texas A&M two years in a row, particularly at home, Again, the program ain't crumbling, but right. if you lose to them, there's a, there's a damn good chance A&M is going to represent the SEC West in the uh, right. SEC championship game, don't you think? Yeah, and I, I thought maybe there'd be a chance you'd go the Texas route, which, which I think would be a great game. But like you said, must win. There's not a lot on this on this schedule that just stands out like Texas A&M. Uh, so that's who I have uh, chosen as well. Because, you know, some of the games that Alabama played last year, you, you kind of—I don't, I don't want to say you lost faith in, in what they're doing down there. Uh, obviously, there there was some some boneheaded mistakes they made throughout the season. But you think of the Texas A&M game, you think of hell even the Auburn game, uh, Tennessee going ha- to the half. You know, Georgia. There was. It, Nick Saban got humanized a little bit, it felt like, last year. And, and I think that's one of the biggest deals for the Crimson Tide is, is they, they've got that persona that they are better than. And, and I think it helps them when they go into matchups because it gets, in, it gets into these other fan bases' minds. It gets into these other players' minds. But now you've got a Jimbo team that, that's going to be going to Tuscaloosa and say, hey, boys, we did it last year. Why can't we do it this year? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the key. It, it, We've been talking about changing of the guard for for over a decade now with Nick Saban. I I, I don't think we're quite there, but if it happens two years in a row, there's going to be some questions, especially with, uh, like you said, the the recruiting classes that Jimbo's putting together down there in College Station. This is may, maybe they are the the new powerhouse in the West. So I don't know, man. This is uh this is a big game for both schools and um and I guarantee game day is going to be there because this game's going to be awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Well, moving on to Arkansas, Shane. This 
it's a very difficult schedule. I mean, that's what they're going to be talking about all offseason there in Fayetteville. So mm-hmm. it was tough to pinpoint a game. I don't think you could go wrong with about two or three, maybe even four of these games. But right. for me, Shane, I think the most critical one, if we're talking the success of the team next season, is week two South Carolina at home. Now, Arkansas fans, I you know, I assume you think you're just going to steamroll the Gamecocks, and you may. And you you yeah. may be more worried about A&M and Alabama and all these games, but I feel like if you lose at home to South Carolina, mm-hmm. it's going to be very, very difficult to pick yourself up and beat A&M on a neutral field, beat Alabama in Razorback Stadium. I think you got to get that ball rolling early with such a difficult schedule. And, hell, even the season opener against Cincinnati, I don't think that's going to be one you could just cruise through. Right. But I think you should – you should beat the hell out of Cincinnati, I really do think. But I, I think South Carolina is going to be a lot better team than some people anticipate. So, mm-hmm. for me, it's the Gamecocks week two. What do you think? Yeah, this this was a tough one for me, Mike. And um, I, I, I can see where you're coming from with South Carolina. Uh, but I, when I think of Arkansas, especially last year, it, it felt like once a wheel fell off, once, once they made – a couple of bad mistakes. Once they had a couple of games, it just it kept piecing together, and they, they got in a little bit of a slump. So when I look in the middle of their schedule and I see Texas A&M, Alabama, Mississippi State, you know, these, these is three games easily that they could lose mm-hmm. if they don't play their cards right. So I hate to do this, Mike, but it's got to be – it's got to be one of those three. Either, you know, what I'm saying, Texas A&M – Alabama, obviously, those are, are tough feats. But here you got a program in Arkansas that you've got talent, man. It's it's a team that went that beat Texas A and M last year. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a it's a it's a team that that what was a touchdown short of Alabama. Now I know that's a little skewed by the scoring, but here's a team that that claims they're there, and so. I need to see it, brother. It's got to be one of those because if you don't, if you lose to an AM, you lose to an Alabama, there's a chance that you you hit a slid or a slide and, and then you hit lose to Mississippi State. Who knows? Maybe lose to BYU. I'm I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you know, right there in the middle of that schedule, that's the one that just stands out to me. I want to see them beat one of those teams again. Mm-hmm. I want to see them beat the Aggies. I want to see them beat Nick Saban in Alabama, you know, show me that they are legit. Show me that they're here to stay, that they're not just a one hit wonder. That's what I need to see from Arkansas. So I hate to take the the easy road here, Mike, but give me A&M or Alabama as one of the most important games of the season. Let me ask you this, Shane, if Arkansas finds a way to beat A&M on a neutral field, they turn around, they, they defend Razorback Stadium and finally snap that Alabama streak. Is Arkansas going to win the West if that happens? Oh my God! There's no stopping them. Right. <laughs> like I said, momentum goes either way, and if you can, if you can get past, it, I don't see them dropping Mississippi State. I don't see them losing to BYU. And you look at the rest of their schedule. They got Auburn, Liberty, LSU, Ole Miss, Mizzou. Dude, Arkansas has a chance. <laughs> yeah. I know it's crazy. It sounds it sounds nuts, and it's not an easy feat. 
I, I mean, we we throw around Nick Saban when we just finally had Jimbo's uh, to, to beat him. You know, it is not easy. But you do that by by putting – I mean, think about the momentum they had after that A&M game last year, brother. Yeah. Arkansas had arrived, and, and they gave Alabama everything they could, and they just didn't have enough gas in the tank. I think they got enough depth to, to, to compete with both these programs. Now, it's going to require a fantastic ball game, man. It's going to it's going to require all four quarters. But if they can if they can knock one of those dudes off, particularly Texas A&M, yeah, man, this the the back half of this schedule is very favorable for them Razorbacks. All right, how about uh, the Auburn Tigers, Shane? Again, another one. A lot of difficult games on the schedule here. Could have could go a number of different ways here, but you know we've kind of hit on it. The the beginning of the schedule is the easier part, if you want to even call it that. Nothing's easy in the mm-hmm. SEC. But for me, I love this week three game, Shane. Penn State coming to town. That's one you let slip last season on the road. You're getting them back. And right now, I don't think Brian Harson's ever had more support at Auburn than he's got right now with just the fans because they don't like the way yeah. he was treated. You turn around, and I, I'm seeing some predictions Penn State's going to be top you know, 15, top 20 type season. Right. If Auburn finds a way to beat Penn State, man, I think that's that's the key to the season right there and getting the ball rolling for, for Parson and company. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think it's a huge game, but I don't I don't think it's the game. The game I have circled, brother, is the week after. And the reason is if Auburn loses to Penn State, I think there's I mean, I think the fan base could rationalize it saying mm-hmm. they are a top 15 program that that you know we didn't beat them last year or that you know we're just we're a couple more seasons away. I mean we can paint all kinds of excuses but that Mizzou game there's not one fan on the planes down there that thinks they can lose that one. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about a hot seat, brother. It doesn't get any hotter than dropping to Eli and the boys up there. And you and I, you're going to hear a thing, man. Mizzou is is a better team, I really do think. And if they can get the quarterback play down this year, I think they're going to be all right. I think they got a little too one-dimensional. I think they were thinned out and they got exposed a little bit. But they've got a they've got a lot more competitive depth. They're catching they're catching Auburn just at the right time because I'm not a huge fan of that Penn State game. I, I just right now I, I think Auburn's going to struggle during that one. And you talk about a momentum swing, brother. Right after Mizzou, you got LSU, Georgia, Ole Miss. There's there's a real shot that if this goes the wrong way, that you know who knows by that bye week we may be looking for a coach. Yeah, no, I. It's hard to argue with that one, Shade. Like I said, this is a difficult one to pick, but that Missouri game, that looms large on the schedule. I mean, that's one the Tigers, I think, could conceivably win. And like you said, they're, they may be catching Auburn at a good time coming off a loss. So, whew, that, that's a big one. Yeah, exactly. And it's at home. I mean, there's not a – because you think of some of the games in the last few seasons, not even before Brian – you know, there's been some heartbreakers down there in, in Auburn, and, and the fans they don't want it anymore. They want to they want to be good again. They want to be relevant, and you you're you can't you can't say that and then lose to Missouri. Mm-hmm. And, and nothing against Missouri, but like I said, this is a storied program that doesn't worry about teams like that. 
And if Mizzou comes out there and plays some damn football and these guys are down and out because they lost to Penn State, brother, that is a recipe for another upset in the plains. Mm-hmm. All right, Shane, moving on to LSU. Again, this was a this was very difficult for me to pick <laughs> because there's so many games here that are crucial. I mean, you got Mississippi State earlier. You got mm-hmm. Auburn, but that's on the road. That's also early. Uh, we all know Alabama. That's that's the game all LSU fans have circled. <clears throat> Man, I, I'm kind of leaning in multiple directions here, Shane. But uh-huh. how about we've kind of already hit on it a little bit here. October 15th, Saturday. I know it's on the road, but at Florida, I think that's a that's one if you're an LSU fan with you know, year one, Billy Napier, year one, Brian Kelly. Yeah. I think that's the game right there where, you know, this is the this is the series that uh, it doesn't matter the most. Alabama matters the most. But right. it would just be so sweet to go on the road. And, hell, LSU has dominated Florida here the last couple of years. So, you don't, you yeah. don't want to see that. Uh, that streak snapped, even though it's on the road. I think that's a that's a huge important game for Brian Kelly. Which which game for you stands out for LSU? Mike, sometimes I think you're in this same room looking at my <laughs> same list. You know, <laughs> because I'm with you. There's I tried to make a, an argument for the Mississippi State game. You know, this is is a big SEC opener for them, mm-hmm. but I. I I mean, it's hard for me because these coaches are going to be compared constantly. And when I say – I'm talking about Napier and and, uh, and Kelly here. You know, both of these guys, they come in, uh, storied programs, they're, they're trying to revitalize this thing and get it going. And the last thing you want to do is drop the first year to a rivalry because they're both down right now, but they could easily be up. But that's just I, – I think when you're looking across the schedule here – there's just a few games that, that stick out to, to LSU's expecting to win this year. Florida is it. And, you know, if they could come out and they can beat Florida, then I, I think I think LSU fans are going to know they got the right guy. But if you drop to a program like the Gators for the season they had last year and, and maybe some of the early struggles they'll have this coming up season, then you're going to question yourself and say, did we hire the right guy? So right. I, that's the one I've got circled. It's midway through the season. We should be getting the best out of both of these programs. And, and let's not, let's not forget the fact that, like I said, this is a rivalry that for many, many years has come down between one possession. And I don't see this game being any different right now. It is going to be a heated battle and it's going to be a, it's going to be awesome to watch. Yeah, and those games early in the schedule, Shane, Florida State, that's a big one too. But you, you hit on Mississippi State and Auburn. I kind of considered those as well. But when you think of all the roster turnover for LSU this offseason, mm-hmm. I'm not saying fans are going to be happy or they'll accept it if you lose to Mississippi State or Auburn. But I think they would sit here and say, well, hell, we we had like 30 guys coming back. Right. <laughs> and we've had 50 new guys. <laughs> like it takes time. But – yeah, the expectation at LSU, Brian Kelly's expectation, he's already made it clear, is to win championships. So, I hate to even throw this on a guy midseason, but, yeah, by midseason, you got to be showing us something here. You know what? 
Yeah. And plus, you got a national trophy, you know, not too long ago. I mean, I hung on that, what, for 10, 15. I'm still hanging on that. You know, it's like, well, you know, we didn't win one in the 90s, you know. <laughs> but now now my kids are like, wait, we won a championship? You know, okay, now we need to win one for my, my kids, you know. So, yep. uh, no, I think LSU's fine, and they're okay with the rebuild. Obviously, they want to win. They'd love to win every single game. But that Florida one, yeah, these guys hate each other. They they definitely want to get a victory there. Now, how about Ole Miss, Shane? This is another one a little bit tricky. A lot of road games mm-hmm. here at LSU, at A&M, at Arkansas. Those... I know what you're going to pick. I know what you're going to pick. <laughs> it's Kentucky, isn't it? Oh, I, I considered it, Shane. But to, oh, okay. <laughs> to, to me, Lane Kiffin, year one, he already beat Kentucky. I'm yeah. going with uh, the game they have yet to win. They just won 10 games, regular season record here. You know, mm-hmm. I know there's massive roster turnover. Nobody's going to be picking you to win, but you'll have two weeks to prepare. You'll have the bye week and everything. I'm going Alabama, Shane. I think this is the mm. game where it's it's time. that uh, Hell, remember Lane Kiffin and company, they almost knocked off Alabama year one. That was that was basically <laughs> the game of the year. I mean, it, that was yeah. I think it was like 60 to 58 or something crazy like that. I think that's the one where – Lane needs to show that uh, he can finally beat Nick Saban, especially after last season's dud. His, you know, we're going to see the popcorn. And then, oh, well, yeah. we forgot to plug in the microwave. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. It's not going to hurt him if he loses it because everybody is going to be picking Alabama. But I think this is the biggest one on uh, the Ole Miss schedule. What about you? Well, yeah, clear. <laughs> obviously the biggest one. The fact they're at home, they're coming off a bye, I can see that. I mean, that, that, that's a game you would love to have, Mike, but I think you you started out saying the, the roster turnover here yeah. I, I, in, the, in the staff. I, I, think, I think the problem the, – the reason I put, I put Kentucky uh, in Ole Miss is, is because, again, that's a game they're expecting to win. Yep. It's a game Kentucky's expecting to win. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss is working out their kinks. Uh, if you look at their schedule, they got Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa. We're going to keep thinking Ole Miss is back. And then they meet Kentucky. And I think that's going to be the toughest opponent they have uh, to start the season. So I, I think that's the true test of of how far these Rebels have progressed and, and how much they miss Corral. So – I, I think that's the one I've got circled, like I said, mainly because Ole Miss expects to win and so does Kentucky. And uh, and every time these guys have met, it's been a it's been a pretty epic game. So that's the one I've got. Yeah, that's that is gonna be one hell of a game. It's also the SEC opener for Ole Miss. So mm-hmm. equally important yeah. to get that get the ball rolling here, uh, going into conference play. Now, how about Mississippi State, Shane? To me, this is an easy one. I mean, there are a number of big-time games on here, but yeah. what's the game that Mike Leach has yet to win, the game that means more to anybody in that state than anything? It's the Egg Bowl. And I know yeah. it's on the road, but, hell, I've seen Mississippi State win it on the road at Ole Miss. And like you said, the roster turnover, who knows if that's going to work out for Lane Kiffin and company. We hope it does, but – uh, this should be the best Mississippi State team under Mike Leach. If you go 0 for 3 in the Egg Bowl, man, that's going to be a tough pill for those fans to swallow, don't you think? Absolutely. Well, the thing with me, Mike, though, when I'm looking at this, I, I'm, 
you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it, man. I, I'm, I'm getting on the Mississippi State bandwagon. I, I just – I look at that roster. I, I look at what, what Leach has done, you know, with, with the programs in the past. It just – it seems like this is going to be the year that they take a step forward. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've got Memphis on here, brother, because it is – you got to remember, this, this game broke my heart last year. It <laughs> broke a lot of people's hearts last year, and it shouldn't have come down to a – to a ref or special teams play or anything like that. This game should have been wrapped up a lot earlier. And, and how many times have we we said, okay, the Pirates back, baby. Mississippi State's back. And, and then they trip up. That's why I want to see them come out and just smoke. I just want to see them beat the shit out of Memphis. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see us come down to a, a final possession or anything like that. Like, if Mississippi State is legit, if Mississippi State is going to make a run and make some noise in the West, they got to do it week one against Memphis. I know it sounds crazy, but you got to think of all the recruits that are going to be there. It's a hotbed. These people, these these groups don't like each other. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. but they recruit in their backyard all day long. So, Mississippi State has got to get this get out of the gate immediately because if they do they could catch fire brother they got they got arizona lsu bowling green going into texas a&m potentially undefeated that could be a hell of a matchup so and you can't do it if you fumble week one so give me memphis I think that Mississippi State Memphis game also cost you some mem- some money if uh, memory serves here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so sour about it, man. It's a hundred dollars I'd love to have back, brother. <laughs> All right, for a- the the Aggie Shane again. I think it's easy. We kind of already hit on it, but yeah, it's got to be Alabama, don't you think? Because the expectation, fair or unfair, well, hell, I think it's fair at this point with you're bringing in number one recruiting classes. You're paying your coach. Uh, all this money and last yeah. season was a disappointment even though you already beat Alabama it I know it, this might be unfair to say because it's in Bryant Denny Stadium but if you lose to Alabama I think it would kind of feel like you're taking a step backwards even if uh, your record is say like 10 and 2 11 and 1 yeah. this is the team you got to go through just like Georgia had to do it under Kirby Smart they had to go through Alabama Texas A&M still has mm-hmm. to do it. They beat Alabama, but couldn't win the West. To win the West, they've got to go through Alabama. So I don't think there's yeah. any other option for the Aggies than, uh, even though it's on the road at Alabama. No, no other option. This is clear cut number one. Got to have, got to repeat. You know, because there's a lot of people that you know. I mean. That, that, that think it was a fluke. You know what I'm right. saying? That we caught Alabama off guard. There was things, there was injuries, there was blah, 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 you know, whatever. You go out there and you do it two years in a row, then then people take note, you know. Not just not just the recruits. The recruits, a lot of them don't care. They're going to come to Texas A&M anyway. They're going to go to Alabama anyway. But as far as the fan, as far as the national media, it, it's going to change the narrative. Like when you get when we get down here to SEC media days, there's I mean they're all going to roll in and say Alabama is the best team they ever had. But if Al, if Texas A and M beats them, we're going to be saying the exact same thing about Texas A and M moving forward. So this this is a huge momentum game, uh, it, and it's it's time, brother. It, it, if Jimbo's going to make a run, if he's going to win the SEC. He's going to have to do it by going through Tuscaloosa. All right, Shane, switching over to the SEC East. Let's go with the Florida Gators. Again, a lot of 
big games here. Of course, every Gator mm-hmm. fan wants to beat Georgia. They'd be ecstatic if they if they were able to do that. Uh, Texas A&M's on the schedule for the Florida Gators this year. That would be a big one. But to me, mm-hmm. Shane, we've kind of hit on this before, but I think you've got to reestablish your dominance. And a big reason why Dan Mullen is no longer the coach down there is because he lost to Kentucky twice. And yep. you got Kentucky coming to the swamp. I I will bet you, Shane, that Kentucky's the favorite to win that football game, particularly if Florida loses to Utah. I think Kentucky's probably going to be a three- or four-point favorite in that ball game. Mm-hmm. That should be nothing but disrespect for Billy Napier and company. And <laughs> you just – I mean, Kentucky, let's give them a credit. They're, they're a hell of a team. they got a great program. But if you're a Florida mm-hmm. Gator, you should never be – below Kentucky in the SEC standings. At least that's, you know, what what they believe. And so it's got to start early. I want to see something from the Billy Napier era. I'm going week two, SEC opener, Kentucky at home. Mike, and it's hard to argue. It really is because, like you said, this is a a rivalry game that that a lot of Florida fans don't want to acknowledge. But the fact of the matter is they win. And, and like you said, they're probably going to be the favorite coming in here to week two a, a opponent. So I, I think that's the, that's the key. Yeah, Napier comes out and he's talking about building this thing from the ground up. Well, the building blocks is is putting away some of these SEC teams that you have always put away. Mm-hmm. And um, Kentucky fans, I know it's a different program. and I, and but you got to remember the last 30 years, some of these Florida fans, they don't. They don't want to acknowledge that that Kentucky's getting better, but they're there, man. They are getting better, and if Billy could come out here and knock out Kentucky, they pick up some momentum. They got a very favorable favorable schedule at the front with Utah, Kentucky, South Florida. Get that momentum, potentially beat Tennessee. Then you're looking at Eastern Washington, Mizzou. I mean, come on, brother. LSU down a bye week. Then you got Georgia. We we may be looking at the Florida Gators. You know that arrived instead more of a build. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what the Gator fans want. They want they don't want to build. They don't want a two-year program. They want to win now. And you can't do that if you fumble on Kentucky in week two. So, hell of a matchup. Going to be a great game. But I, I think that's the one that Billy's got circled as well. All right, how about the Georgia Bulldogs, Shane? Again, a couple interesting games here. You could pick Oregon right out the gate on a neutral field. Tennessee kind of emerging a little bit. You might want to squash them. At Kentucky, that's monumental. Uh, man, I, I'm almost talking myself <laughs> into Kentucky here. But for me, Shade, I, I still I got to go back to the Florida Gators, even though yeah. you know Georgia's going to be a massive favorite against Florida. It's, it's kind of the similar theme we just said with Florida and Kentucky. Georgia right now is obviously not only atop the SEC East, they're atop the, the college football mountain. But you, you mm-hmm. cannot lose ground to year one Billy Napier and year what seven Kirby Smart, I think that'd be a right. that'd be a black eye, I think, for the Georgia Bulldogs. That that's the one game where you know, they're not gonna throw Kirby out no matter what. He just won the national championship. <laughs> but there's gonna be fans saying, What the hell? We lost to Billy Napier year one. I think this yeah. is the game that, that Kirby Smart's got the most to lose, if that makes sense, next next season on the schedule. What about you? Well I this is another. I went around and round on this one as well, and there's just not there's not a game that I think Georgia is afraid of. Mm-hmm. This this is a this is destined for a repeat, man. I mean, I, I, I 
and that's I think that's the key, brother, is you don't want to be you don't want to be a one hit wonder, you know. You don't you don't want to be the 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 school that came in, you you finally win a national championship and then you start fumbling against teams that you that you should beat. Right. And um so when I'm looking at Georgia, I think monumental is week one. It's going to have a lot of national media attention. It's the it's the Oregon Ducks. Uh, you know they were a sexy play last year. A lot of people had them penciled in for the college football playoffs for a little bit. That fell off. But you know if you want to put that story to rest, you do it week one. And I and I think it's important for Georgia to come out and say, hey, we we are a machine. We are, you know, not only are we putting people in the league, but we just reload, baby. We don't, we don't have to rebuild down here in Athens. It doesn't matter who's at quarterback. It doesn't matter who we got at running back. It doesn't matter if we're if we're switching out half the defense. We're still going to beat whoever you put on the field. I think that's such a big game for them because they got to come out and they got to punch them in the teeth and show the show the country. That that Georgia is going to be that they are better than Alabama, that they are better at Texas A&M, that they are better in Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson, all these other shit teams that pop up here late in the season. You fumble with with Oregon right out of the gate. There's going to be that little asterisk, especially if it comes down to picking a team that well, you know, they struggled against a pack team. You know, yep. you don't want to be that. So I, I think this is a big game. For Georgia, it's a big game for the SEC, brother, and uh, so I, I'm going to put I'm going to put the Oregon Ducks here. Yeah, and we're going to find out, Shane, in the opener. How does Georgia handle being the team with the target on their back? Because yeah. I mean, Alabama's mastered that, but beyond Alabama, I mean, hell, look <laughs> at Clemson—they've fallen apart. I mean, Florida State fell apart. I mean, all these teams that look that think they're going to be dynasties. It's so, so hard to stay at the college football mountaintop. I mean, we're talking Oregon, but every team on Georgia's <laughs> schedule is going to say, we can knock off the defending champs. I mean, it, it's going to be everybody's Super Bowl next season when the Georgia Bulldogs are on the schedule. You know what? Dude, let me just read this out because it, it blows my mind. So, we got Oregon. That's on a neutral field, right? Yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah. So, we can't – I mean, that's kind of – I guess it is local. But Sanford – South Carolina, Kent State. Let me just do the home games. Sanford, Kent State, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Georgia Tech. I mean, if if there was a year you were not going to buy season tickets, this is it, right? You know what I'm saying? Or, or just show up at halftime and watch the second team play. I, this, you want to talk they, – they should be begging fans. It's going to be like Nick Saban. You know, remember when he got mad at the students for leaving? They're going to – Kirby Smart's going to have to – they're going to have to do something fun to keep these fans involved and not leaving the stadium. Oh, man. What a what – a, what a, Golly, if, if Georgia doesn't repeat, shame on them. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Shay, moving on to Kentucky. Again, a lot of interesting games. We already hit on the Florida game week two. That's huge. The Ole Miss game, mm-hmm. October 1st, that, that looms large on both team schedules. Tennessee, that could be probably your pick yeah. there, Shane. But for me, it's the second to last game on the schedule. Saturday, November 19th at home. Georgia comes to town and Mark Stoops we all know what an outstanding job he's done building this Kentucky program up but what has he not done he's not beaten Georgia he's not won the SEC East 
similar mm-hmm. to what we were saying about Texas A&M. The East runs through Athens. Hell, we just you just went through their cakewalk of a schedule. The yeah. only chance in hell Kentucky's got to win in the East, they've got to beat Georgia. They probably got to win every SEC game they got because Georgia yeah. is not going to lose two or three league games, it doesn't look like, with this schedule. So, for me, it's, it's got to be that one. Georgia at home. If you're ever going to beat Georgia, you're probably going to have to do it at home. And this looks to be, on paper, one of the best teams Mark Stoops has ever had. Yeah, I feel like I've picked on Kentucky a little bit just because – you know, and it's kind of – I don't want to say it's a bad. I mean, they got a bullseye too. It, it may not be as big as Georgia or big as Alabama, but this is a program that's gone out and beat some pretty good damn teams, and mm-hmm. and, and it's one that you're going to start getting the best from each opponent. So, there's a lot of good games on Kentucky's schedule that I, I can't wait to see. But if I'm picking one, brother, there's not another game I think they want to see win more than Tennessee. And, and – you know, this is this is a this is a rivalry, brother. Yeah. I mean, these, we hate each other. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? You just not not just this is a year round event. I, I if we beat them in basketball, or if they beat us in basketball, it's it's nonstop. Quit. It's nonstop. I, I I don't even know when these guys play baseball together, <laughs> but I'm sure I'm going to hear about it on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> these guys do not like each other. So when I'm looking at Kentucky and a very very winnable front half of the schedule coming off a bye week going to Neyland Stadium that's a game they gotta win that's a game Kentucky has gotta have circled because after that if you the only way you can compete with the east and and, you know get to a game like Georgia and it means something is going through a team that beat you last year so that's that's the one that I would have circle as Kentucky right now is is my beloved Tennessee Volunteers, uh, but there are a lot of good games on here, and there's a lot of people going to get their best when they play, uh, or Kentucky's going to get their best when they play each other. So mm-hmm. uh, they, it's going to be a man. I'm getting so pumped up, man! I can't <laughs> wait to see some of these damn games. I got to figure out when these guys play baseball so I can make my my hate tweets ready. <laughs> get get my draft set up. <laughs> now, moving on to Missouri, Shane. This was a difficult one for me because the non-conference is a little tricky. You got uh, Louisiana Tech who nearly knocked off Mississippi State last year. You got week 2 at Kansas State, that could be a candidate. Your first SEC game is at Auburn, that could be a candidate mm-hmm. even though it's on the road. But for me, Shane, I think one game that uh, Missouri fans would love to win, kind of going back to what you just said about Kentucky and Tennessee, Missouri, they love to hate on Arkansas, and they love having <laughs> they loved having that streak. And Arkansas fans not recognizing it as a rivalry, it's a rivalry mm-hmm. to those Missouri fans. I know it's the last game of the season, but it's at home. It builds some momentum. I think for Eli Drinkwitz and company, Arkansas. I think that's kind of the one where, you know, I think you really engage people once again if you, if you can beat uh, your rival there at the tail end of the season. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's that's a good one. It's a tough one because when I look at Mizzou's schedule, there, there's a whole bunch. That Auburn one I think is big uh, just because that may be the game people talk about the longest, mm-hmm. especially if they can come out or if they could go down there and, and – and come away with the victory. I think that's big and that's huge for this program. So I'm about talking myself into it. I had Florida just because 
you know, hell, the more times you beat Florida, the I, just it, the better it helps your program grow. Uh, it's the it's the more of the recruiting that you can use when you're out there. But I don't know. I think I'm going to go with this Auburn, and just because the media attention that's going to come from this game, and they're going to you you don't want them talking about how bad Brian did. You want them talking about how well Eli coached up this this Mizzou team, and, and that they should take these boys serious. So. Uh, yeah, early out of the gate, first SEC game. Give me at Auburn uh, for my must win. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about South Carolina, Shane? Again, another one that's a little bit tricky. They open the mm-hmm. SEC schedule anyway at Arkansas. That's one maybe you could pick. Georgia is your home SEC opener. But, again, if you lose that, I, I you know, I don't think any fans are going to be upset because this is – a dominant program here in the Georgia Bulldogs. Clemson, that's, of course, a rivalry that uh, South Carolina fans are dying to to flip the other way. Tennessee, you want to talk about some hate? Tennessee, South Carolina, there's some hate there. (laughs) But how about this Uh one, Shane? Even though it's on the road, I think this is one where South Carolina fans feel like they let get away last season. And if you want to climb that SEC East ladder, you got to beat this team. At Kentucky, October eighth. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a tricky one. <laughs> but if you you win it, you got two weeks to prepare for Texas A and M. That could give you a lot of hope. And you're hosting Texas A and M. I should add that as well. But uh, you know, Kentucky, South Carolina. That is one. You know, there's been some good battles there, and Kentucky oh, yeah. has been on the winning side of that thing far more than not in recent times. Shane Beamer's got to snap mm-hmm. that if uh, South Carolina is going to rise in the East. So what do you think about that selection? Yeah, when in doubt, just pick Kentucky. That's what, <laughs> I think that's that, we should name that the show, you know. <laughs> uh, I like the selection, brother, but I'm going to go a little bit different. Something you mentioned earlier, and that's at Arkansas. I just think there's, there's, there's a handful of teams last year that, you know, that were subpar, that didn't have a great season that have a lot of momentum coming into 2022 Mm -hmm. and leading the pack is by far South Carolina. These guys, I mean, there, there's no more building. They have arrived in in a lot. I mean, just, I'm just telling you these, these, this fan base is so ecstatic and so pumped up. You see it on the recruiting trail. You see it with Beamer. I mean, these, these guys, it's just, it's oozing and that's good. You want to be a fun place to play. And to continue being a fun place to play is winning games. And right out of the gate, you know, they obviously they're going to have a lot of momentum after that Georgia State game. But going to Arkansas, this is a game they will not be a favorite in. This is a game they will be an underdog. And if they can go to Arkansas and come away with a victory, who cares about Georgia? You know what I'm saying? Like, Georgia, I know it's a rivalry, but that's a forgive-me game. But if they can beat Arkansas – and then turn around and, and and beat Charlotte and South Carolina State and Kentucky and bye week. I mean, who knows the momentum that this team can pick up because the back half of their schedule is very favorable, which builds, builds, builds momentum. I think that's – but you do that right out of the gate by by letting the SEC – letting the nation know that you're – that you got a quarterback, that you've got you got players on this team – that this is a program that can win now, not two years, not three years, now. So that's the one I've got circled. Yeah, you make a good point, Shane, because, you know, I'll just go ahead and make this prediction. I think Arkansas is probably going to be ranked 
between 15 and 20, something like that, right out the gate. Yeah. So that's probably right where they'll be hovering. South Carolina, I think they probably should be ranked right out the gate, but I don't think they will. And you're mm -hmm. not going to get a ranking by beating Georgia State. I don't care how bad you beat them. But this will be South Carolina's opportunity to go on the road, knock off a ranked team, and then they're going to jump into that pole. So it it's big in many, many reasons. It's, it'll be like – it's kind of like what you're getting at here. This is going to be a game where they – show the nation that they've kind of arrived if they can win yeah. on the road in a place where a lot of SEC teams struggle <laughs> to win in Razorback Stadium. Seriously, you just went out and you got the hottest name in the portal. There's there's going to be so there there is so much hype already at this campus. So you just continue to grow it. And because the last thing you want is for them to come out and get smoked mm -hmm. because then you got Georgia and then it's like, well, shit, we are in a rebuild. You don't want that. You know, South Carolina fans, they want to win now. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and, and they could do that by, you know, but <laughs> it ain't easy. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but going to Arkansas to come away with a victory is not easy. But if they can do that, I think that is going to be the biggest win for Beamer. Now, how about your beloved balls, Shane? A lot of, Good candidates here. Mm -hmm. Pitt, week two at Pitt. That was a game. Vols, you know, they, they let that one slip away. Thought your bowl hopes was probably get out the window. <laughs> that would get nice yeah. revenge game right there. Uh, going to Baton Rouge, that's always fun. You don't get to see LSU that often. Every Tennessee fan's dying to snap this Alabama streak. You already mentioned the hate mm -hmm. between Tennessee and Kentucky. That could easily be one as well. South Carolina, you got to keep them under your thumb. But I think the easy answer, slam dunk, all Tennessee people our age, the game they <laughs> want more than any other, and it, it's uh -huh. been very far and few where they've actually gotten it, at home, week four, September 24th, the Florida Gators come to town. Billy Napier Brother. in year one. If Josh Heupel and company lose to, to Billy Napier year one, you know, it's not like that would be the worst loss of all time or anything, but mm -hmm. when the hell are you going to beat him if you're not going to beat him this year? You know what I mean? <laughs> Brother, I, well, you should have done it last year. You know what I'm saying? Right. Florida down year. We still find a way to lose <laughs> to the Florida Gators. So, yeah, I'm with you, brother. You're, week four, Florida Gators, you got to have this. The, 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 Tennessee needs this. Just as just as bad as Napier would need a signature victory early in the season, Tennessee needs this to get just get it off their mind. You know that that they can beat Florida Gators. It's it, it's a mental thing, and I don't know if these players suffer with it as much <laughs> as us fans. But you want to talk about a loud, crazy stadium? It's going to be Week Four, so Billy's going to have a, a, a warm glass of of. Uh, Noise, you know, we're going to be showcasing the new stadium. It's going to be all over the TV. They're probably going to check her this yet because that's what we do. <laughs> and it, it may be a three thirty game. I don't know, but I, I think I think this is a big game for for Hopple and, and company because after that you got the LSU, you got an Alabama, but it, you got a bye week right by them. So go start the season four and oh man, just let that. Let that marinate for a little bit. So, I think that's a big one for Tennessee. All right, Shane. Last but not least, Vanderbilt. A lot of interesting games mm -hmm. here on the schedule. The Commodores got two bye weeks this this season. So, yeah. you got some time here. You know, you, those fans are dying for a league win. You got Ole Miss yeah. at home, South Carolina at home, 
Florida and Tennessee at home late in the season. I think you could pick any of those games as ones that you'd want to see your team win. But I have a feeling Shane, you're going to go in the same direction I am. And it's because of last season and how god-awful that was to to come out the gate. Clark Lee era, you lose to East Tennessee State at home to open the season. And immediately we got questions. Does Clark Lee know what he's doing? Does he know how to get a team ready for a season? Now the Commodores bounce Mm -hmm. back, and they looked a lot better at the tail end of the season than they did at the start. But I need to see that uh, those mistakes are avoided going into this season. I know it's on the road, but Hawaii is a team and a program that's in shambles. They had to fire their coach, (laughs) scandal and all this. So I'm going week one on the road at Hawaii. We've got to get this ball rolling early because if you beat Hawaii, you're coming home, you're facing yeah. Elon week two. I mean, 2-0, and <laughs> o, I mean, imagine being in the Commodores 2-0 and o and, you, and you got Wake Forest at home week three, right. uh, Northern Illinois week four. I mean, it's not crazy to sit here and say Vanderbilt be 4-0, but there's no chance that's going to happen, of course, if you don't take care of business right out the gate right. and beat Hawaii. So for me – Vanderbilt, you've got to get this ball rolling early at Hawaii for me is is the biggest game. Oh, Mike. I'm gonna I I think I think the the key is SEC win. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I look across the board here and I and I'm trying to find the best opportunities for Vanderbilt next year. And the one that I've got, I guess the biggest question mark beside is on October eighth, Ole Miss comes to town. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that I've got that one there is because you got to remember Ole Miss will be coming off a Kentucky game. Mm-hmm. And if there is some sort of letdown, and Ole Miss, you know, I mean, it just it happens, brother. And if Kentucky can win that game, Ole Miss is the, – the wind will come out of the sails. And Vanderbilt is one of those teams that you could easily just – just not prepare for. You know what I'm saying? That it's the same Vanderbilt team that we've seen the last few years. You know, we're licking our wounds. We go to Vanderbilt to play this game, blah, blah, blah. But if you notice something last year with Vanderbilt, especially toward the tail end of the season, is just how well they started playing as a team. And, and I know that's a that's an easy answer for – for, you know, or an easy explanation for for some losses that they had. But, man, these boys were scrappy last year, brother. And and there wasn't a a game that I watched at Vanderbilt last year and thought, you know, they didn't give their all. And I think coming off a bye week, they are going to have that Ole Miss game circled for their first SEC victory. So, um it's it's not easy, brother. It will be an upset, and they call it an upset for a reason. But <laughs> that's the one that I think Lee's got circled because, like you said, if he could come out and beat Hawaii, uh, beat Elon Musk there, <laughs> <laughs> you know, after he gets done with Vast, uh, Rasputin or whoever he's fighting over there, uh, Wake Forest, Northern Illinois, you know, obviously Alabama, that's not going to be a game you're, you're – and and I think that's where they start. You start losing sight of Vanderbilt, but they got a whole week to prepare for Ole Miss. Ole Miss is coming off a, t- a tough game with Kentucky, um, so that's the one I've got circled for them Commodores. Let me ask you this, Shane: If if Vanderbilt beats Ole Miss, yeah, how many days until Lane Kiffin fires off a tweet? <laughs> 
<laughs> it'll be that night, you know. I, I think he'll say something, something about the portal or something, you know. There, there'll be some sort of tweet. I don't know. He, he I think, I think he he'll take dark. a week off. <laughs> yeah, he goes dark quite a bit, don't he? So yeah, if he loses to Vandy, I don't know, brother. Watch, watch some of them wheels loosen up down there. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I know Ole Miss are. They're, they're like firing off tweets right now. I can't believe Shane. What a dumbass, you know. I'm just saying, I, if there were a game and the stars were aligned, mm-hmm. I think this is the best shot Vanderbilt has to upset somebody. Right. Because nobody's going to expect be expecting them to lose or win, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let's get off, Shane, before we have uh, Lane, yeah. Lane Kiffin <laughs> knocking at our door here wondering what the hell yeah. we're drinking when we do this show. But uh, – you got anything else before we hop off the line for the week? No, no. I love this, brother. I love going around the league. It's, it's getting me fired up because uh, just thinking of some of these matchups, you know, it's just like, damn, we can't get here soon enough. So, uh, no, that's that's all I got, brother. All right. Well, I appreciate you as always, Shane. I appreciate each and every one of you for checking us out. And if you made it this far, there ain't no other SEC shows that I know that are doing this five days a week. And all we ask is that five-star written review or if you're an android guy or gal out there you can now give us five stars on spotify and you do that we'll send you a beer koozie free of charge we got all 14 sec teams represented with our beer koozies that's just our way of saying thanks but that's gonna do it shane i hope you have a great weekend i hope everybody out there enjoys their weekend we'll catch you on the next one all right see you guys go balls Ha, 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 ha.